This is the Salted Carmel Podcast, where we get to blast our parishioners' faith stories from Our Lady of Mount Carmel to the rest of the world. I'm going to give a special shout out to Ontario, which a lot of we have a lot of downloads from Ontario, apparently. <laughs> and so, yeah, thank oh, you, Ontario. Ontario. <laughs> my name is David Cook. I'm the stewardship director, and with me is my lovely co-host Jody Curtis. Jody, who is our guest today? Our guest today is Rafiq Bishara. Rafiq, thank you so much for joining us today. And can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your connection and roles at Our Lady of Mount Carmel? Uh, You're welcome, and thank you very much for inviting me to come and share with you my witness, my interest to evangelize. Uh, Pat and I have been parishioners since October of 71. Some of you may have not been born at that time, <laughs> but it's been a wonderful, wonderful uh, time at uh, Our Lady of Mount Carmel. We are the parents of three girls that are married, and they have blessed us with seven grandsons and four granddaughters. So. Mm-hmm. The Bishara Circus, as I call it, is 19 of us, 11 grandchildren, two sets of, uh, three sets of parents, and one set of grandparents. The circus is I have served and uh, contributed to many of the ministries at Our Lady of Mount Carmel through these years of being a parishioner. Praise God. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I wasn't born in 71, so you got, I mean, okay. you already. <laughs> well, what, what, tell us a little bit about your life uh, before Christ or young Rafiq, I guess. Yes. Uh, well, Christ was always in my life, and uh, we went to church with my parents. And I remember in the country of origin, which is Cairo, Egypt, the Holy Week was very, very important because the resurrection of our Lord is really the miracle of uh, the Christian faith. Uh, however, uh, Cairo and Egypt are Muslim country, so I was exposed by choice uh, during middle school and high school to the Quran and to the Muslim tradition. I have been blessed once I start studying the Bible to know about the Torah, the Old Testament, about the New Testament. While in uh, Egypt, I had uh, Jewish friend, Christian friend, Muslim friends, and uh, I was always blessed in that anything I wanted was always achieved. I know what I want. I'm one of those that know what they want, how to go from A to B. Mm-hmm. I work hard to achieve it, and I am blessed to succeed. So as a legal immigrant in October of 1969, I arrived to the U.S., to New York, and from New York to Indianapolis, where there was one of my uncle living here. And uh, again, being blessed with a bachelor degree of pharmacy and pharmaceutical chemistry from Cairo University, mm-hmm. being blessed with the approval of my parents as their only son to leave and mm-hmm. to immigrate, mm-hmm. being blessed with my humble faith. I worked at Lille. I went to Butler for my master's degree. Then I went to Purdue for my PhD degree. And as uh, you can hear, it is one success after the next, after the third. And back then, my favorite song was 
blue eyes my way i have done it my way whether i am right whether i am wrong i always done it my way and i was always blessed and i was always successful until one day uh, i got married to patricia in madrid spain we have three daughters we wanted a job we have a job we wanted a raise we got a raise we wanted a home we got a home we wanted children we have children, we want a good parish, we have a good parish, we want friends, we have friends. And I woke up one day and there was something missing. There was mm-hmm. a vacuum in my heart, there was a hole. And I prayed about it, dear God, what's missing? You have blessed me with everything. And I kept praying and I kept thinking and I kept praying while the lyrics of I've done it my way is there. You should be happy, you should be pleased. What mm-hmm. do you mean you have a vacuum? What do you mean you're missing something? So, again, uh, back then, Cross Renews, his parish was very, very important. And because it was important and it was my way, I said no. And I said no the second time. Mm-hmm. Well, Pat got invited, and when Pat got invited, she participated from the first time. Mm -hmm. She came back from Christ Renews His Parish, and she is spiritually motivated like I've never seen my wife before. (laughs) She came motivated that I believe she was three to four feet above the ground walking there. Well, sincerely yours, the analytical, pharmaceutical, chemist, scientist, try to figure out what happened to his wife. Why is he changed like that? And it became clear to me that Christ renews his parish was very important in her life. So on the third time, when I was invited, I said yes. There you go. And you were at this time, like you were a Catholic all along? Yes. 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 Uh, the first parish I attended is St. Pius X uh, on 75, I think, yeah. Monsignor Ross, yeah. uh, who's the one who blessed me and looked at the paper and approved to marriage. And when we got married in Madrid, Spain, it was a Catholic uh, wedding, mm-hmm. even though I have no idea what they're asking me. So I said, yes. <laughs> I said, see. Si. I said, Iowa. I said, yeah. <laughs> So I answer in every language I know, not knowing what the priest is asking me, but the marriage has lasted for 54 years as of this minute. Praise God. I really thought you were going to set it up for, uh, it was all my way, my way. And then once I married Pat, it was all her. (laughs) Well, uh, David, in our family, Uh there is no boss. She's not the boss. I am not the boss. Uh She is, however the social director uh-huh. and she is however my partner so yeah. when i sign something to her i said the partner of my life and the social director mm-hmm. but she's not the boss but if you push me the real boss in our family is michelle our younger daughter, youngest oh. daughter. <laughs> bachelor in psychology uh, from iu and masters of uh, social justice from uh, Loyola of Chicago. She's wow. the one that keep everybody straight. Uh-huh. Janine, the middle one, is our physician assistant, and she takes care of the health. Uh-huh. And Claudine is our little mother. So uh-huh. she's the backup of Pat, like, you know, the yeah. backup quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. nice. So I kind of interrupted you there. So you went to Christ Renews His Parish, and then how did that impact your faith? Yes, and it your was life? Saturday. 
a little bit after two, after listening to many witnesses, after listening to many talks, after seeing men cry, including the speaker. And a few minutes after two, and you would ask me, how did you know? You don't have a watch. I said, yes, but I was listening to the bell of the church, yeah. and it went ding, ding. And on the second thing, my life was rearranged, and I know what was missing. Mm -hmm. And what was missing is that God became first, family became second, the job at Lily became third, and helping and contributing to the rest of the world became four. Mm -hmm. So March 8 of 81, the life priority to change, and it has been a blessing and a wonderful journey. And... The lyric of I've done it my way changed to, mm -hmm. yes, Lord, thy will be done. Here mm -hmm. I am. Ah, what nice. a great change. Nice. <laughs> that nice. is awesome. So then describe more about your life in Christ and being involved in the ministries and all the things. Yes. Uh, after deciding the, um, the priorities that God is first, family second, uh, job third, and the world fourth, uh, I find that I have four callings, and my four callings go as follows. Bible study, and the more I study it, the more I love it, and mm -hmm. the more I love it, the more I want to study it, and mm -hmm. I can expand on that. Mm -hmm. Secondly, evangelization. I feel a major, major call to evangelize. I think it's one of my gifts, and I evangelize to anybody from the CEOs that I've been exposed to, mm -hmm. to Thelma, that used to come and clean my office at the Lilly organization, and I'm staying late because I'm doing extracurricular activities by choice. And when she's leaving, I say, Thelma, stop. And she looks at me, Dr. Bishara, is something I missed? I said, yes. I get out from behind my desk. I say, I want a Christian hug. And I give her a hug, and she tears, and I tear with her. Somebody mm. is appreciating a cleaning lady. Mm -hmm. So evangelization is very important, and I want to expand on that. Third is social justice. I feel I am blessed, and for those who are blessed, more is expected, and for those who have more and use their gifts, more will be given, and those who don't use it, it will be taken away. Mm -hmm. And the last gift or the last focus is educate, 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 and educate again, mm -hmm. and I'll expand on that. So with your permission, uh, David and Jody, what does evangelization mean to me? It's very simple. Go and make disciples out of all nations. Mm -hmm. Baptize them in the name of God. Baptize them in the name of Jesus. Baptize them in the name of the Holy Spirit. And teach, it want, uh, and teach them what I commanded you. And know that I am with you until the end. What a clear message for each and every one of us. And you don't need to be a Billy Graham, and you don't need to be Pope John Paul II, or you don't need to be one of our priests. Each and every one of us is called to evangelize in her own way, in his own way, with the gift that God gave you. So uh, it is very important that we say, yes, Lord, here I am, and go and make disciples. And how do you, you said that was, uh, you felt like that was a gift of yours. How, how do you go about doing that? By preparing myself, I prepare myself. So I don't believe you can just shoot from the hips. If you want to do a good job, you have to pray about it. You have to prepare 
and you have to offer it. Like before I come today, I say, dear God, this witness is for your honor, for your glory. Help me. And as you are witnessing, I have notes on my lap and I'm looking to your beautiful eyes and your beautiful smile and uh, just speaking. So if anybody want to know how to evangelize, first of all, there are courses. And one of my ministry, when Denise McGonigal was our adult religious educator and director of adult education and also was the, uh, you know, the director of faith development, I developed a course and I taught it under her leadership. Mm -hmm. So you have to invest. What yeah. you put in is what you get out. Yeah. Yes, I was successful and yes, I've done it my way, but it was with work. Mm -hmm. And now it's with the blessing of the good Lord. So he said, those who have heavy burden, come and give it to me and I will give you rest. So what mm -hmm. does it take every day to be able to prepare yourself and I will say it one more time. Knowledge is power. Mm -hmm. Do you know the Bible? Do you know verses? Do you know the Mass? So Denise McGonnell invited me to go with her to a non-denominational church at Mount Carmel. We were going to speak about our Bible study. And uh, I'm standing on the stage in this church and holding the Bible in my hand. And here is a Catholic guy standing with the Bible open in his hand. I am speaking about our Bible study. I'm complimenting the director of religious education. I am quoting verses and they can believe it because Catholics, you don't open the Bible. Mm -hmm. Catholics, <laughs> you don't know any verse. And here is Rafiq standing there quoting. And the blessing is tremendous. The more you give, the more you receive. So as I'm leaving, four women come after me and say, Sir, we enjoy the way you speak. Sir, we enjoy the, the verses that you selected in your talk. Particularly when I explain the Catholic Mass is the complete Mass. The, the word part of it, a reading from the Old Testament, Responsolian Psalm Old Testament, Second reading, New Testament, and a reading from the gospel. So the, lit the liturgy of the word is complete, and I don't think other churches have that. So the four women said, Pastor, we want to join your church. I said, I'm not a pastor. I'm a humble <laughs> parishioner of Our Lady of Mount Carmel. So again, Jody, is by preparation, by praying, and maybe not everybody. Do I have butterfly when I speak? Yes. I travel the globe and, and the technical side as a global consultant, how you handle, store, and distribute. Uh, pharmaceutical and vaccine. But every time I'm walking to the podium as a chairman, as a speaker, as a moderator, I have butterfly. The medicine I have, dear God, it's for your honor and your glory. And mm -hmm. the dear God never let me down. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Nice. So if I may uh, share also another part of uh, evangelization, uh, Coming back from Christ Renews, Father Catron, and many of you may not know it, so a reference of point. Today, our pastor is Father Richard. Before Father Richard, the pastor was Monsignor Duncan. Before Monsignor Duncan, the pastor was Father Catron. So I went to Father Catron and I said, Father, I need to work for the good Lord. And every time we start a Bible study here, the main thing, 
Jody will bring cookies. David will make the coffee. Rafiq will make few phone calls to get three people and we visit and socialize and there is no study. Mm. I give the intro I give the introduction and the education of my Bible study knowledge in the beginning to Bible study fellowship. It is a non-Catholic group, but for four years they taught me how to read, how to analyze, how to listen, how to lead the table, and I brought all that experience. Father Catron, you started. So we started. The book of Acts was uh, the first study. I selected a lady as a co-leader uh, because I didn't want it to be men's study or women's study. Georgie Fiorelli, God bless her soul. Uh, she was there and then I left the leadership and she continued. I spoke many times, I facilitated many tables and I was selected by the council for up to 25 years as the leader. And I kept saying, dear God, there are other people and so forth. But again, for everything, there is a time. For everything, there is a season. And as long as you say, yes, Lord, thy will be done, He'll make you a speaker. He'll make you an evangelizer. And again, you can evangelize to the thelmas that clean the office, to your family, to the cashier in the bank, to the cashier at Kroger or Meyer. Yeah. Or you can stand and be, uh, you know, uh, Billy Graham and evangelize to the whole world. Mm -hmm. The story I want to share with you, when I went back to Father Catron, he said, you keep asking for things. So in two weeks, you will give the talk about tithing. Yeah. I said, excuse me, Father, a guy with an accent. He said, Rafiq, you pray about it. I said, dear God, I asked. So I went home. I pray about it. I prepared it and went back to Father Ketron. I said, Father, would you like to hear what I will say? I'm going to speak to the whole parish. He said, no. Uh -huh. You prayed about it, God will help you, but here is what I want. You will give the talk to the masses on Saturday and on Sunday. And I still tear. I prayed and I gave the mass first talk on Saturday. And as soon as I finished and said Amen, I received a round of applause and standing ovation and I'm wow. saying, what is this? Dear God, this is for you. It's not for me to receive applause. So the donation increased. Guess what Father Ketron did the next year? <laughs> yeah. Rafiq, we would like you to give it again. I said, okay, Father, we'll bargain. What is my cut? <laughs> he said, your rewards are out of this world. Yeah. And after I finished, he gave me a gift of uh, John, uh, Pope John Paul II that's framed in appreciation of what you've done to Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Nice. Again, the more you give, the more you do it for his honor, his glory, mm -hmm. the more the rewards come yeah. and the showers. Do you want to give that talk this year? <laughs> yes. <laughs> available for hire if, you know, if there is a good cut. Absolutely. And you know what, David? People still meet me in groceries and in the street and in meeting. Mm -hmm. Were you the one that gave that talk about no. tithing? Wow. Uh, nice. So again, because God uses us for his honor and his glory, as long as we say yes, things can happen without any planning. Yeah. Praise God. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And David, do you yeah. have what's one of our call to action? I like, I like the call to action uh, for preparing to evangelize. He said definitely preparing and uh, educating yourself. But I liked 
praying to be ready to evangelize. Yeah. I think that was really big. So, you know, praying that this uh, testimony will reach others, praying that uh, to be open to whoever you encounter, whether it's the cashier or whether it, you're Billy Graham going or giving a, a talk. Uh, so I would say the call to action would be this week, at least once, one day this week, pray that the Lord challenges you to go outside of your comfort zone and to share your faith with somebody, whether it's your own family member or a stranger or anything like that. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Right. Rafiq, would you like to end us with a prayer? I'll be glad to. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Most Heavenly Father, we glorify you for your goodness, your love, your mercy, your salvation, and for all what you have blessed us with. Especially today, Lord, I thank you for Jody and David and their mission and what you do, salted for Carmel. Thank you for the leadership of Father uh, Richard Dorr as our pastor and all the priests you have blessed us with. We thank you for all the spiritual, financial, and material blessings you bestowed upon us. We thank you for the great country that we work, that we live in. We pray for peace. We pray for peace in our heart, soul, mind, spirit, strength, and families. And Lord, we offer all these prayers through your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you. And stay salty.